Hello out there. Welcome to the Ray Infinity Show podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Ray, and this is episode number 98. And today, I got a pretty interesting episode I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to be, stuff I'm going, I'm going to be talking about, some pretty interesting stuff. Um, the main topic for today, obviously, you can see from the thumbnail in the video, we're going to be, talk, going to be talking about how Canada has become a communist country and how Basically, there are lots of warnings coming out from Canada that should make us here in the U.S. be worried a whole lot. And what what do I mean be worried a whole lot? A lot of the things in Canada could, could be happening here very, very, very soon. As you guys know, like when we think of Canada, what do we think of? We think of, oh, they're just like us here in the U.S. They're just the, the, pretty much the same thing. That's what we think about Canada. Okay. But if you've done a lot of research, you find out that Canada has always been very different from America. Like they've been similar, but very different. Like they don't have um, freedom of speech over there in Canada. They don't have a First Amendment. The, U- the U.S. is the only country in the entire world that has a First Amendment that guarantees you the right to free speech. No other country gives gives anyone that right. None. And and also. Because with Canada, what happens was they jail or fine people for quote unquote hate speech that no one can define. It only de- it's only de- it's only determined at um, Canada's sole discretion, pretty much. That seems like a very very big conflict of interest, at least in my opinion. So literally, you're 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 fining or jailing people for for speech that you deem to be hate speech but you can't even define it and but and you're the only ones that can define it so literally anything could be hate speech literally anything and like um there are certain things that um are quote unquote labeled as hate speech over there in Canada and in a lot of other countries too like um like um with things with um certain communities we know that like you like if you say some of the wrong things with um to, with some of those communities, you can actually be j- fined or even jailed for that speech. Like and like and, and like you see that it doesn't make any sense. Like and like you can be called be called racist or any something or misogynist or anything like that just for saying as a sim a simple opinion or yeah like I forgot whether it was in Canada or it was in the UK where like um a woman was fined. I was she. I believe she was fined for like posting lyrics on Facebook that were had that you that were Snoop Dogg lyrics, but they included the N word. They were just lyrics, and she got fined for that. So yeah, you see where that's going. Like I don't recall if that was Canada or, or the UK, but it's, it's pretty similar. Pretty pretty similar. And as you guys are very well aware, Canada has been very anti-gun these past few years. Very, very anti-gun, especially Castro Jr. Castro Jr., he has been extremely anti-gun. Like um, Canada, they don't have a Second Amendment either. They don't. They Like um, literally, guns in Canada is a privilege and it's been taken away. First, a few years ago, it, it, it started with, quote-unquote, assault weapons be banned, which no one can define an assault weapon. What it is is just an, a, a semi-automatic. Or they are semi-automatic rifles that are labeled under "quote-unquote" assault assault weapons, which um, makes no sense because there is no such thing as an assault assault weapon. There is no such thing at at all. 
or it guys, you clearly see how stupid this is right here. They can't even define something and they don't even stick to that. So yeah, it makes no sense. And guess what? The reason they banned all those rifle all banned all those um quote unquote assault rifles in Canada was because of a shooting that happened there in in Canada. But um if you done your but if you looked into that shooting, that guy did not buy an, a, a quote unquote assault r- weapon in Canada. No, he smuggled them in from another country. So basically, everyone there in Canada is punished, the citizens, for something that no none of their no none of their fellow citizens did. It was someone who did something illegal that that stole that snuck something in from another country. It makes no sense, guys. It it truly does not make sense, no sense whatsoever. And why are they doing this? Yeah, like Castro Jr. If you a lot of things about him, he is he is basically Klaus Schwab's protege son in a lot of ways. Like he all like he always follows him around like a puppy. Like if you see all these videos, like that's pretty much what he does. He's pretty much Klaus Schwab's protege son. Now I don't know for a fact, but it just that's just what it seems, at least to me. Yeah, and not only have Canada, not only has Castro Jr. banned assault rifles and or assault weapons, whatever you want to call them in Canada, they also banned handguns recently in Canada. Very, very recently, they have banned handguns. Like literally, it, it's not. When are people going to get it through their skulls? It's not just about like, oh, they want to take assault rifles or just or just like um assault weapons or the semi-autos. They're going for the handguns too. <laughs> So it makes no sense. Like it's, it's they're literally going piece by piece, inch by inch by inch, and before you know it, there won't be any Second Amendment left, or at least guns left. So you see right here, it, it you you guys have to realize this. This is an agenda that is being pushed. Yeah, if it was just about safety, they would be. I'm trying to I'm work on people's mental health, but no, they want to take away the, the guns from people. Why? Because they realize guns are a threat to the government. The government fears people when they have guns. The government, that, that's always been historically true. Like the Revolutionary War. Guess what? We won that war because of the militia. That was one of the main reasons why. If it wasn't for the militia, we would not have won the Revolutionary War. And you see where, what has happened ever since. We, we, have had, we have created the most free country that has ever existed, probably. No country has come anywhere close in the amount of freedom that has been given to its citizens than any other country. No other country has even come close to that. Not even close. So you see? Mm-hmm. And like um and like also when I said like um they were looking to just ban like um, all the semi-autos, that's what that's what a lot of people think. That the vast majority of guns are semi-automatic rifles or well semi-automatic um, weapons I, I my mistake semi-automatic weapons virtually every handgun is a semi-automatic virtually every and pr- pretty much every rifle is is like um a semi-automatic gun as well and there you go and also i'm gonna get into this article right here about um about canada then i'm gonna get into a video too Something that my buddy um, Trev had posted, but yeah, that vid- that video is going to be about the trucker protest and how Castro Jr. handled it and how he basically like um um discriminated against all those 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 protesters, the truckers that were on there. So yeah, let me pull this up right here. Okay, 
Come on, come on, come on. Mm -hmm. Right here. This is the article I got right here. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And this is coming from Breitbart too, guys. So just so you know. Mm -hmm. Exclusive. Rebel News' Ezra Levent. Canada is a warning to America. It can happen to you. And yes, it can. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What's happening in Canada can happen here in the U.S. just just the same. It literally can. Like, um, like... And like I, like you can tell from the title of, the, of this video of the video, Canada, in my opinion, just in my opinion, is a communist country now. It is not a free country anymore. It is a communist country. Castro Jr. is becoming like his father or his or his possible father, Castro the first. As you know, in Cuba, Castro, what he did to Cuba, yeah, and Castro Jr. is doing the same thing over in Canada. So you can clearly see what's going on right here. So yeah, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -mm. So yeah, let me go down right here. Let's start. <clears throat> Ezra Levent, founder and head of Rebel News, said on Breitbart News Sunday with host Joel Pollack that Canada's ongoing erosion of human freedom and undermining of constitutional rights are a warning to Americans, given the United States' current political trajectory as you saw with this mid what happened with the midterms and well not just with the midterms but what happened before the midterms in 2020 and in the midterms and going on right now we're heading down a dangerous dark path guys very very dangerous and it's scary guys it is scary like who knows what what's going to happen like from what has been happening the Great Reset is getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And before you, before we know it, it'll be implemented entirely. Like I said yesterday, the, the well, two days, te well, technically two days ago, but still though. Well, okay, yeah, something like that. It was either yesterday or the day before, yeah, in, yes, in the episode, where the Great Reset it would have been implemented now, if if it wasn't for would not have been the only reason the great reset has not been implemented right now is because of the second amendment the second amendment is what's shielding us from the great reset being implemented if it wasn't for the for the, for the second amendment it would have that's a dark i'm um, feeling guys like that is scary like who like i said things are going to get much worse than from here on out like and when i say much worse i'm talking worse like you have no idea <sighs> yeah mm -hmm. levant reflected on canada canadian canada prime minister castro jr's innovation of the emergencies act to end the freedom convoy demonstrations in ottawa ontario while describing canada's political descent as a ca cautionary tale to americans and it's definitely cautionary Everyone should be well prepared because things things are going to get crazy in the in the in the next decade. But when we get to 2030, man, yeah, I'm just saying. Could that happen in America? Levin asked. The answer is, of course it could. And yes, guys, of course it could. It's it could literally happen at any moment. He added, I'm not saying it's all lost. Um that that's hard to say that.
Yeah, sorry guys, the audio cut out again. Uh yeah, sorry about that. Uh sorry about that, guys. The audio did cut out. Uh yeah, it's working out. It's better. So yeah, sorry about that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it could happen at any moment, guys. Literally, literally any moment. And like the fact we should be grateful that it hasn't not happened yet and that there's potential time to like um stage it off. And like is it is it is all hope lost for America? It might be. It truly might be. I don't know for a fact, but it might, guys. Like it scares me. It scares me for where our country is heading. It truly does. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. He he added, I'm not saying it's all lost, but we're going in the wrong direction. You think? And if it can happen to Canada, which used to be just as free as us, um, the only thing is Canada was never as free as us. Um, it used to be very similar to us, like what we all thought, but it was never as free as us. Never has and never would be. It can happen to you. And yes, of course it can happen to us. Yeah. Levent noted that promises in constitutional documents are meaningless without genuine support and understanding of them by individuals in authority. Like the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence are, it grants um rights and freedoms on paper, but from these past few years, it seems like um though that is just paperwork. It's just paper. It's pretty much, it's almost meaningless, pretty much. Like, because the government is encroaching on our rights, and they still are, and they're never going to stop, guys. It's just going to get much worse, and they're going to keep putting their foot on the pedal as more, as more, 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 and more until there's nothing left, guys. So, yeah, like, yeah. It was the uh, – where was I? Uh, where was I? If, uh, if government of uh, – Okay, here we go. If government officials do not breathe freedom into those words at all the time, relentlessly, the constitutional com com commitments are not manifested, he said. No, they are not. Pollock asked if the Freedom Convoy accomplished anything valuable for Can Canadians. Unfortunately, it did not. At least in my opinion, it did not accomplish anything for Canada. And at least nothing good. Because it just, put, like, what it did was it put the foot back on the gas. Like, they, they like what Canada, they saw that um people were actually starting to rise up and then the, and the government was pushing back on it. They saw it was happening and they wanted to stop it before it just grew like that. It was going to get much bigger than it was like. And when I say much bigger, it was going to get much bigger. Like that had been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And Canada got the, the government there, the communist go um, government there in Canada, got sick of it and wanted to stop all the protests. Like, you remember when it very first started, Trudeau went into hiding and because of, um, like, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was because he, he said he he had caught COVID, which um, I don't know. It could have, he could have, I don't know for a fact. But to me, it it seems very convenient that, um, coincidental that he caught COVID just as, those protests started just as the trucker protest started don't you see it's pretty weird guys like i don't know for a fact but it seems pretty weird mm -hmm. it was the only thing that achieved anything Le um, levin replied every single other so-called check and balance in our society failed yes and i still think the trucker convoy failed 
Because the reason the trucker convoy happened was because they, those truckers were protesting the vaccine mandates. And, Ca and Castro Jr., he, 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 went, he shoved it down their throats even more because he couldn't work without the vaccine in Canada. No one can. And he just pushed down even fur further. And basically he labeled them as, uh, he labeled the truckers and the protesters as, as racist and misogynist. And like everything, all, all of it. He labeled all of them as that. And basically demonized them. Demonized them to the point where it gave pretty much, it pretty much gave um, the government permission, at least a lot of people who did not like the trucker convoy being there. It gave them like um, the amp, it amplified them up to just go and start doing that. It was scary, guys. Like, um, I remember, I I remember when it happened. Like, I I was watching all the videos of it happening, and yeah, like, um, there were a lot of people that were arrested that that protested. A lot of them were. Like, even the the woman who st who started the the trucker convoy got arrested. She got out later, but she still was arrested. Like, there was even a video of a person that was after the truckers were cleared out. A woman, like the police there in Canada, literally shoved her and threatened to arrest her and told her to get out. That they literally shoved her and threw her camera down. Like there was a, I remember watching that. That was scary, guys. That literally seems what what happened to Cuba, what Castro the first did, and pretty very is it's very similar to what Castro Jr. did. So yeah, yeah, Castro. I'm writing this in the Rumble live chat. Castro Jr. acts just like Castro the first. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you see right there? Yeah. It, it, it's pretty weird, guys. Like, pretty, pretty weird. Very coincidental when you look at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Type it in. Doesn't want to type in. Uh, right there. There we go. There we go. I just typed it in, guys. And by the way, another thing that happened during this trucker protest, they froze the bank accounts. The government, Castro Jr. and the Canadian government froze the bank accounts of people who were protesting. Literally froze their bank accounts. And not only that, they froze the bank accounts of people who donated to the trucker protest, the convoy. They froze their accounts. You see right there, like you're supposed to, you're supp and by the way, these people, they were not doing anything illegal. They were, um, um, wanted to get their point across of, 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 the, of an opinion that they had. They did not think this medical treatment should be mandated. And Castro demonized them saying like, oh, like, um, you're, you're being, you're, you're denying science. You're racist for that. So yeah. And they didn't want any protests going on. Like they literally didn't. And by the way. I'm. I can't say for a fact, but I. There were. I'm almost certain there were people there who were part of the Canadian government. They infiltrated that protest to make them look bad. Like, I remember hearing stories where, like, the media was talking bad about things that were happening at the protest, and I believe that um, a lot of those the people things that were being that were doing bad, that was actually the Canadian government actually infiltrating and doing that stuff. In my opinion, that's what was that. That's what happened. Like. And it was very, very convenient when it about that. Very, very convenient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like um, you see this right here in this image, um, right here. It says, "Oh, Canada, strong and free." Like, yeah, 
Oh, and this was on my birthday on on last year in the tw- on on of 2022 when the protest happened. I forgot it happened. I, I knew it was around my birthday. I forgot it was actually it actually was during my birthday as well. Like uh, yeah, yeah. And by the way, like um, a government is supposed to like um listen to its people and like um understand like hey these people they're protesting a medical treatment that they do not believe should be mandated, but they still want to shove it down their throats. And like they don't want any protests, so they shut it down. That is what happened, and it was scary, guys. Like it was truly scary. Yeah, Levant recalled Castro Jr.'s derision of the truckers participating in the Freedom Convoy protest and their supporters. He said Castro Jr. denounced them as racist and misogynists, mm-hmm. and he threw his typical lines at them, but they laughed because they were certainly more diverse than him. Like as you as you know, like um, the, if you saw these videos, these people weren't being bad people. They were ju- just people playing music, honking, and like um, ju- and they had inflatables there. They had couches there. Like it was pretty. Like they were just protesting. That's all it was. Like I remember there was a woman there in the parliament, in the Canadian parliament, saying that honk honk stands for hail Hitler. Literally, it was that crazy. Like, they were literally trying to demonize these people as much as possible. Literally. Because they didn't want them out there protesting. That's just how it was. It, you can look this up. That happened, guys. They literally said, Honk Honk stands for Hail Hitler. That's what they were saying. That is truly, truly what they were saying, guys. So, yeah. And I'm also writing this in the full comment, other comment section, too. Cast... Like Castro Jr. acts like Castro the first. Yeah. Put in the rumble chat. I'm now putting in the in the other chat as well. So yeah. <sighs> he continued. So Castro Jr. did something that he has never been done, that has never been done in Canada before. The Emergencies Act a form of martial law that was not even deployed during the 9-11, during, during 9-11. He rolled it out because of these truckers, truckers that were just protesting, but he didn't want them out there protesting because they were going against the matrix in the system. That's why. He deployed a form of martial law. He deployed riot police that stomped on these peaceful protesters. They beat people up. And yeah, that happened. Just like um, in Australia, um, the police there were beating up protesters. In the streets, same thing happened in, in, well, also it happened in Europe too, all over. And it happened in Canada too, during the trucker convoy protest. So, so yeah, guys, like, it, it, that's just what it is. Like, you can clearly see what happened. You can clearly see what happened. <laughs> Levin described Canada's period of government mandates, lockdowns, shutdowns, and related abuses Upstandingly decreased in the interest of death of health, my mistake, as the worst time he experienced in the country. By the way, Canada has um, started euthanizing a whole lot of people, like people that have are in bad health or people that are already dying or stuff or stuff like that. People that can't get medical treatment, and euthanizing has become one of, if not the leading causes of death in Canada. Like literally helping people commit suicide in Canada. That is what has been happening euthanizing them and why i can't say why but i believe it's possible because they want to lower the population i can i can't prove that but that's what i'm starting to i that's what i believe it possibly could be 
That's just me, though. You can think what you want, but yeah. Leviant praised Andrew Breitbart, founder of Breitbart News. He remarked, we do look like Breitbart.com in the memory of Andrew Breitbart for inspiration. So, yeah, like I hope I hope Canada Canadians can get their freedoms back, at least somewhat of them. They're not, it doesn't seem like they're going to because Canada is locking them down even more, like taking away more of their freedoms, making things a whole lot worse than they already are. So I don't see a bright future for Canada, not anytime soon. It, it seems like it's just going to get worse. And, and the U.S. is on that same path. It, it's, not, it's not too far down the road where this could the same things that are happening in, happening in Canada and also across Europe and Australia could be happening here in America pretty soon. Like it's going it could get very very scary guys and it could get very very dangerous too. So I advise people to stay safe as much as they possibly can because yeah man, yeah guys. Yeah. All right, I'm going to show you that video now that came from my from my buddy Trev where he talked about like the trucker protest because my friend Trev, he lives he lives in Canada too and and like he saw it all go down and stuff like that and he did a video video talking about it and I want to bring this show this video right here cuz it's a pretty cool video like we're not I don't I'm not sure I'm going to play the entire thing but I'm going to play a, a lot of it, some of it so you guys right. so, so you guys can get an idea of it so yeah but and my friend Trev, I don't recall where he lives in Canada, but he lives up there. So here's the video right here, where he was talking about the truth about the trucker convoy protest. All right, what's going on, guys? Try back again here to bring you another video. This one's going to be doing answering viewer requested type of video. Somebody asked me about the uh, Canadian trucker protests. Uh, if you guys remember, uh, about a year or two, last couple of years, right? It, it went on for a little while. And uh, it was a pretty, pretty big deal. So this one's to Ben Lowe, who asked, he said, my respect for you, Trev, uh, has gone up so much. Uh, would be interested to hear your thoughts on the trucker convoy a couple of years ago. I guess it was about a year ago to a year and a half ago at this point, 2023, uh, February now. So it seemed to me as though the media was lying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you think, yeah. You think? Uh, but I would yeah. in the case, so I don't know what happened on the ground. Well, I do know because I was here. Uh, I live in Canada and uh, there was protests um, about 50 Is yards in front of my house or so. People on my street. No, this uh, one's better. Front, and then uh, to a major bridge, which is close by, which was uh, shut down during the trucker protest. So they were absolutely huge uh, all across Canada. There was Ottawa. There was blocked bridges. I think in Alberta there was one. Some of the border crossing bridges. Basically, what happened is is that Castro told uh, <laughs> all of the truckers that they had to get the, you know what, um, or else they they pretty much were off work, so they couldn't they couldn't really work. So the ones who decided that uh, they weren't going to to do it, uh, they actually had to take time off work. I don't know if they're back now or what's happened to that since then. If they're allowed to work without that or or if just a lot of them kind of got pressured into doing it because they needed to earn earn a living and whatnot. Um, so not exactly sure, but it's been definitely hush-hush for quite a while. Uh, you haven't heard really anything about it. It sort of disappeared. So people have been asking me over time, let's do this video on it right here. So was it real? Was it a work? Was it some kind of uh, psyop or something? And I can tell you uh, from living here, being here, being Canadian, it was real, uh, 100% real. 
uh, people were really upset with Castro. They were really, really mad. No, with this him. one's better. And it was, they filled the streets. Not this um, one. Not. They filled Ottawa. They backed up all the roads. Their, the honking was never ending for days. Um, I remember just like sleeping. I get woken up by honking. And it was okay at first, but then it just got, it's like, hey, kind of understand, but it did get annoying after a part. Now, it got really tricky because they had actually blocked off a lot of the road sections and a lot of the border crossings because there was so many of them. Um, now, this is a problem because uh, emergency vehicles can't get through. So if someone wants to call for an I can understand that part, but still, though, truck, I can they understand. They actually were blocked out. They couldn't get through to the locations. So a lot of the cops would go out and they would you know, meet with some of the people who were protesting. And uh, it's really tricky, right? Like, I don't think of a protest as blocking traffic. That, especially in, in important spots like bridges and things like that, uh, where you kind of need that for commerce. So every day that a bridge is shut down, it could be, you know, millions to tens of millions to I don't know if the whole thing ended up costing hundreds of millions, maybe. Um, but I can promise you that it was the real deal that they really did shut down the roads. It wasn't any kind of, you know, media uh, hype or, or nonsense or, or, or trickery. Or things like that. No, the, the roads really really were shut down. Some of the uh, plants and stuff like that that need parts from across the uh, you know the borders and stuff got really mad. They started calling Doug Ford, putting pressure on him right away to get those people out of there because there was they were threatening to leave the country to move their base of operations elsewhere. Uh, a lot of money was in, at play. A lot of money was involved. It was the real deal. The media showed their uh their true colors uh in that they just demonized the hell out of all the protesters out of everybody there they used kind of backward speech they were they were calling them nazis and stuff like this there was a lady uh in ottawa who said that hong kong equals hail hitler or something <laughs> some stupid thing like this but they failed to realize that they're actually the ones that are that are pushing these uh demands on people and putting them out of work uh and reducing their freedoms and reducing their their rights and their their liberties. So they were actually the Nazis themselves. So anyway, it was pretty crazy, man. Uh, I remember seeing it. I knew people who went to it. I went to one of the uh, the protests, but I didn't stay because you know I don't know how I feel about you know blocking traffic and stuff. There was people who had couches set up in the street, um, you know where the where the street was blocked. Uh, parties, speakers, all the loud stuff. So I'm kind of in the middle on it as far as. It got pretty crazy, pretty out of hand. After they removed the people, uh, they had you know tons of cops come in and, and push them out bus loads. They're bringing in bus loads of cops and people mm -hmm. to. There were a lot of them. It was like it was literally like a military put, uh, con, you know, like a, a, a military operation. That's what it was like. Certain key sections so that local traffic couldn't get through, and only like you know, uh, and they monitored it like crazy. There's cops all around every day, probably working overtime to make sure that those roads stay open after they cleared it. So it was pretty crazy, man. Um, it was, uh, in, in some ways it was exciting, but in other ways it was like, oh man. So if you were under the impression that you, you thought it was just all media hype or something like that, I can promise you uh, it was not the case. There was so many people, there was a fervor. Um, I think they brought uh, Castro to a secure location. So they got him out of there and he was in a, a you know secure undisclosed location. He's got his spot in Costa Rica too which doesn't have an extradition uh, agreement with Canada. So that if, if something happens and there's like a change in government or something, or that anybody turns on him, they actually can't legally extradite him from his place in Costa Rica back to Canada. So they had all these plans set up 
for what to do and what to fall back on. And basically what happened is uh, some of the truckers that were really like hard pressed and they, they were staying and they're blocking traffic and they wouldn't leave. Uh, first, the cops would go try and negotiate with them. You know, some of them would say no or whatever. And then they started, then you start to see the, um, uh, the feds come in, which in Canada, we don't have like a CIA or anything like that. We have, we have what's called they have a version of it. So it's like a, basically a, just a crown agency basically. So they started to tell the truckers, if you don't leave, you're going to be forfeiting uh, your truck or your assets to, to the crown. So it got pretty serious. So they were going to basically take their assets and there's video of this online. I'm not telling you anything. I promise you, this is hundred percent correct. So if they didn't leave, they would be forfeiting their, uh, their rigs. So they would be seized and not given back and maybe auctioned off, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, for money. Right. So it got pretty crazy, man. Um, as far as like uh, the money that was given to the groups that were involved there, uh, I think it all got seized. Uh, there was uh, situations where they would, it was really cold. So I think it was like minus 10, some nights, minus 20, at, you know, late yeah. at night. Yeah, it was pretty cold, guys. Um, they, you know, some of the cops went in and they uh, stole, they, well, they seized um, at gunpoint and everything, shotguns and everything. They seized the uh, 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 fluid, uh, burn fluid that the people needed to stay warm. So they seized it. They did all that. Um, there was the, I think it was a police chief who was in Ottawa. I think he had to resign or step down or whatever. And um, they did eventually clear them out, but there were some people hurt. I think there was a lady, there was a, a horse uh, that, that maybe trampled a, I, I don't know. The media black, the media blacklisted, it didn't cover it at all. Um, you know, know that, that they did that. Uh, that was the authorities that the, the trampled lady with a horse horse back. Uh, so it was pretty crazy, man. Um, luckily, there weren't too many people hurt, but there were some that were hurt. Um, there was, you know, infiltration. There was people, you know, pretending to be, you know, protesters, but there, you know, some of them were agents, stuff like this. So you get all that going on too. You get like a spy movie. You don't know who to, you don't know who's who, like, is this person legit or are they, are they, you know, like, uh, infiltrating the group to do this and all this. So it was pretty nuts, man. I'm glad it's, I'm kind of glad it's over now, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I understand why. You might say, "Oh, that's weird. It just kind of disappeared." Well, that's because no, I, I like, think it was totally one hundred percent real. In and involved was all uh, seized uh, by the government here in Canada. They seized it all, and they threatened to to seize every you know people's stuff. Uh, I don't know if anybody was threatened with with um, you know their houses and stuff like that, but maybe. Um, but definitely the things that they had on them, if they had a truck with them, if it was theirs, that was threatened to be seized. Um, and yeah, uh, bank accounts, I think there was that, but now there is some controversy over the bank accounts being uh, shut down or frozen and all that stuff, whether or not, uh, the people that they actually did that to were like, you know, agents pretending to be, so they like persecute their own dudes who infiltrate. So they infiltrate the group and then they persecute the people that infiltrate the group. They say, okay, freeze that person's bank account, freeze this person's bank account, that whole type of thing. So it didn't, it didn't just dissipate or just disappear like poof, it was gone. I promise you what happened is, is that, uh, you know, you've got all these agencies and stuff working overtime and they just basically, you know, went to everybody. Like they got basically everybody and forced them to not, you know, uh, continue and that whole thing. Otherwise they would, they would seize their stuff. I don't know if anybody who was like an actual, just regular person got their bank account seized. I'm not sure. 
um, because I, I just don't, uh, I don't know. Um, but uh, it does make sense to me that maybe the people who they seized, the, they froze their bank accounts, maybe those people were uh, actually just actors, just agents. So they kind of like, because there's a question of whether or not it's legal to seize people's accounts or not. Um, you know, whether or not they're actually allowed to do that, like by law. Um, so I, I don't know. As far as all that goes, I'm not sure. But um, I can promise you this. It got pretty serious. I think they were concerned that it would turn into full on, you know, thing. But but when you own all the media companies, you own all the news channels, you got CBC and all the others. They just basically demonize them all. They don't tell you anything. And now we got commercials on YouTube of, uh, at least in Canada, of like mental health for RCMP people and people that are in, you know, that, uh, that, that are in that line of work, you know, giving them therapy and stuff like that because of, because of what did happen before. But I can promise you it was very, very real. And there was, the road, a lot of the roads were shut down. They were blocked off. And uh, it did get uh, pretty out of hand, pretty crazy, especially in Ottawa where, you know, they almost, I, I'd say they almost shut the whole city down. You could still get through and stuff, but it was definitely would probably take you longer uh, to get there. And there was so many, so many people involved. You just, now, you know, we there were, have that there were people, thousands we of people that were part here, of these, this protest, but, um, the protest. There was a lot of people involved. So that's the deal. That's the truth about the, uh, the trucker convoy. It got shut down with an iron fist. That's what happened to it. That's why it disappeared because they would seize, you know, like um, one way or another, it was going to be shut down. Uh, so anyway, um, you know, I hope that, you know, answers your question for you. Um, as somebody else asked me if, uh, if I, uh, something about the, uh, the, the balloons or something like this, <laughs> where spy balloons and stuff. I, I don't know about that. Um, I have had helicopters. We, at that time when that was happening, I don't know about balloons, but there was helicopters and uh, like flying around uh, the locations. You know, Spying uh, on people. Know, video maybe That's what they were do, trying to do. I'm not sure. I don't know if they use those still or drones or something. But I know there was there was I could hear the helicopters over my house uh, for a while there. So it was a little bit scary. So anyway, um, yeah, so that's that's the truth about it. Um, the news media probably will not will not tell you a lot of that. But yeah, I mean, it's from my perspective, they're just you know, people that wanted to work. And when you tell people they can't work, um, they can't feed their families and stuff like that, unless they do this thing and they don't want to do it. So it was a tricky situation. I'm kind of glad it's over. And that's the, uh, that's the recap. That's the deal about the, uh, the trucker convoy, trucker protests. I, I feel like that's kind of what happens if there's an actual, um, you know, resistance group or pushback against what, uh, what the government's doing. If there's a real one, then that's kind of how they uh, how they deal with it. They just iron fist come in, threaten to seize everything. Mm -hmm. Maybe do seize some stuff. I'm sure there probably were some people who did lose, who did have some of their stuff seized. Oh Maybe yeah, a truck here or there, or whatever. There were so many people. I can only imagine that was the case. Uh, but I don't know about the bank accounts. If that was a psychological operation threat. Yeah, I think it was a hundred percent real about um the bank account parts, like like. When they, when the only thing, when I disagree with Trevon when he says like he's not sure because he doesn't know if that was technically legal, the government doesn't care if it's legal or not. They don't care because they don't even follow that. They have their own rules that they follow. They could care less. Just because something is illegal for us, it's not illegal for the government. And there are things that um that are there's things that are legal for the government, but they're not legal for us. That's just how it is. 
I think it's incredibly stupid. I don't like it. But it's just how it is, guys. Like, yeah, it it, it it's it's that's just how it is. I, I don't like it, but mm, 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 mm. yeah. All right, and before I go, like I want to play that video though. Like uh, that video though of of um Trudeau, well, Castro Jr. implementing the Emergencies Act. Like I'm gonna find that that video right here. Like I have it pulled, I have it pulled up, and I want to play it right here. And this will be the last thing I, I show before um, I head out for the night. So yeah, because I gotta get some sleep here soon. Right here, right here. This is that video, guys. And look at the dislike, and look at the dislike ratio right here. You have one thousand upvotes to two point three thousand downvotes. That lets you know how um the mainstream media covered the trucker protest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Headline as we're on the air this evening, north of the border, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau declaring Castro Jr. emergency now to end the trucker protests and to halt anyone coming from the U.S. to join the protests. Here's our Chief Justice. Like I believe the pillow guy, like he was, he, he was going to send up, um, for, um, he was going to send up a lot of pill. He was going to send up pillows to like the trucker protests, but he was prevented from entering the country. That is what um, Canada was willing to go through. They were literally willing to stop that people, stop him from entering the country, to, to to stop this protest. That is literally how desperate they got with it. And man, this correspondent Pierre Thomas now. Tonight, Canada taking drastic new action to put an end to the so-called Freedom Convoy trucker protests, paralyzing the country's capital city. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoking the Emergencies Act. A never before used law granting the Canadian government broad and it's and it's never been used before because look what it says right here. The Emergencies Act grants Canadian government ability to remove vehicles and freeze bank accounts. And probably does a lot more than that than what they're it does a lot more than that. Because remember what Snowden exposed them with the Patriot Act? Like um the government was doing stuff behind the scenes that even the Patriot Act didn't allow them to do. And I guarantee I, I can't prove it, but there pro there probably was things that they did that um that um actually went beyond the Emergencies Act. Probably a whole lot that we don't know of. Wish Snowden could Snowden could expose Canada as, just as well as he did expose um our government powers, including the ability to remove vehicles and freeze bank accounts, occupying streets, harassing people, breaking the law. They weren't breaking the law. They were not harassing people. They were not, and plus they were protesting in the streets. You're allowed to protest. Uh, and but what you're saying right here, you're not allowed to protest at all. Protesting is illegal. Like we're, like in Europe too, in Australia, you're not allowed to protest. At least at least for a bit ago, they they weren't allowed to. Like they said, they were literally beating people in the streets for protesting, and they were arresting people. Like there were videos of them actually setting set, setting the of, of these officers setting dogs out on protesters. Literally, like that, they brought them out and set them on the protesters, and it got crazy, man. Really, really crazy, and it just shows you we are on the we are on the edge of a communist revolution happening. We are on the edge of it, and it's gonna it. It could happen literally at any moment, guys. Literally any moment. This is not a peaceful protest. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was. Time to go home is now. Tonight, officials blocked.
they don't have why they didn't have to go home because guess what? Protesting. That's all they were doing. And it was peaceful. People from look at this idiot right here. Look at this idiot right here. Uh look what he look what he's doing. He's saying he hold, he's holding a sign that says to, to all the protesters, go home. So yeah, clearly this get, dude was an idiot. And probably this person, this person with him as well. From crossing the border into Canada. The Canadian Border Services Agency is already turning back non-Canadians trying to enter Canada to participate in blockades. For the past three weeks, truckers have been clogging the streets of Ottawa, disrupting daily life, shutting down schools and businesses to protest vaccine mandates and all COVID restrictions. But tonight, the ambassador... Because of how ridiculous your, your restrictions have gotten, buddy, of their restrictions. That's how... That is literally how bad it was. Like, if you have thousands and thousands of people willing to protest this over your mandates, you know how far you've gone, man. I'm sorry. You have gone rid to ridiculous, ludicrous levels. Ludicrous levels. That's literally how far you've gone. Ambassador Bridge, the busiest land border crossing between the U.S. and Canada, is back open. Police finally clearing the remaining protesters Sunday, arresting more than two dozen people. The end to the week-long blockade can't come soon enough for American automakers. Chrysler, Ford, and General Motors all forced to shut down plants and cancel shifts due to the disruption in the supply chains of car parts. David, this new emergency deployment, which will not involve the military removing protesters, could last as long as 30 days. David? Pierre Thomas tonight. Pierre, thank you. Yeah. Look at all the... Look at all the Look at all these shill idiots. That's literally all they are. There's, yeah. Let, let's go before we go. Uh, one last thing. Well, uh, let's go, uh, take a look at the comments section just to see what their people, the people, are saying about this. This is the perfect example of democracy gone tyranny. You don't think? You don't say so, buddy. Mm -hmm. The fascists of the future will call themselves anti-fascists. From Winston Churchill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then again. Churchill was um, involved with the elitists too, as well. So I don't know. Maybe he was just um, trying to do some like counterintelligence controlled opposition stuff. Maybe. I don't know, but possibly. Mm -hmm. As an Indian, we are all, we are deeply concerned about the safety and security of the Canadian truck drivers. Good thing. And this one, probably my favorite down here. I'm going to scroll down so you guys can see this better. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporarily safety deserve neither liberty nor safety benjamin franklin and forgot to add they will they they don't deserve either and will receive neither that is how things will go guys that's how far how far this has come that it just is i'm sorry that is just how how far we've come it's getting more and more ridiculous so yeah like like even down here, you have like um the 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 the, the idiot Trevor Noah, like um he's not who's not even funny by the way, talking about how how bad it was and stuff like that. Like like you even had CNN up there, so yeah. And Trump praised praised them too. Like um uh yeah, I'm not gonna play that video though, but yeah. Yeah, so like I'm gonna end the stream right here now, guys. Like I've been going on for a while and I'm tired, so yeah. Yeah, like I, this episode's been going on for a while. So, well, not that it's 
a shorter episode from usual, but so yeah, I'm I'm still gonna I'm gonna end it right here because it's been going for probably a while now. So yeah, yeah. So okay, okay, okay. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> My mic's messing up. Okay, <clears throat> all right, guys. Make sure to like this video here on Rumble. On Rumble. Make sure to like this video here on Rumble and subscribe to my channel here on Rumble. Also, follow me on all the other so all the social media pl platforms. I'm on all of them, as well as follow follow me on. Okay, I am Ray, and I'm the host of the Ray Infinity Show podcast. This has been episode number ninety-eight. Catch you guys later. Peace.